Ladies and gentlemen, now it's too late with Alan Post. Almost. Almost. I saw it. Almost. Ah. Guys, welcome Ah. back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley. Joined, as always, by the number one producer in late night, it's Dave Willemowski. Dave! Dave, how are you doing? That's a lot of clapping. I'm doing I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm trying to find a trying to find like an equilibrium between work and home. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to settle down a little bit, but I think I think I'm getting there. And we're doing pretty good. How yeah. you doing, Alan? But do you want it to be equilibrium as an equal or just the right balance, like eighty five percent work, fifteen percent home? Oh, I think I think it should be maybe like a little a little less work than home, okay. which is not is right now. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, that's that's fine. Oh, are you guys excited for the NFL playoffs? Oh, oh my yeah. goodness! Oh, yeah. What what a wonderful time of the year this is. You know, like it's exciting. If you're, I mean, if you're just a sports fan in general, think about it. You've got uh, NFLs going into the playoffs. You've got NBA basketball. You've got uh, NHL hockey happening right now, and um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think that I think that's it. A lot, but you know the the other side of the coin though is is that in a few weeks football will be gone. Yeah, that's kind of sad. What are we gonna do on like our Monday nights and Thursday nights and just you know like yeah uh, like. <laughs> Pablo Escobar meme. Yeah. <laughs> Stand and wait. Uh, it's it's kind of, it is a little bit depressing. Um, I tell, <laughs> I'll tell you what's not depressing is the sixth annual. It's too late live show coming to you Saturday, May 18th here in beautiful Ooh. Columbia, Tennessee, but you got to get your tickets. Got to get them. You got to get your tickets. You, you don't want, you don't want to wait on getting your tickets. <clears throat> Because we're going to jack the prices way up in the final two weeks. I mean, it's just oh, supply yeah. and demand. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then you also need to be getting your accommodations because this town is packed. Yeah, it's weird. There's no How room. Popular it is. <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah, it's too depressing. That's right, Lyle. So anyway, <laughs> you get your tickets over there at the link. I think there's one down in the uh, description as well. Um, so that's the it's sixth annual. It's too late live show Saturday, May eighteenth. Uh, hope to see you there. Yeah, there's a bow tie on the moon. That's how you know it's a you know. It's special. It's, it's special. That's how you know. Yeah, and we're and we're and we're doing a live show. Like we don't just call it that, and then you guys show up, and then there's just biscuits, and then we just leave. No, that was last year. This year, there's this actually year. there's actually going to be a show. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be live music. Like there'll yeah. be music in the show as opposed to right now where there's there's music in the show, but you know, yeah. but there'll be music in the show. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be really cool. I don't. <laughs> we we last had the whole show with the music and all that stuff back at episode one fifty, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you you guys weren't there. No. So. No, we weren't. No. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe this year yeah maybe me too yeah. did you uh did you see all these memes going around about the jewish tunnels did you see all that 
So I, yeah, I saw some pictures. Yeah, there was there was there was they 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 dug this they who's they though they took this oh. fifty foot tunnel beneath a synagogue that went to this other building where apparently there's like a traditional women's bath or whatever, and there was a tunnel connecting Weird. them. Y yeah, yeah, and and apparently they were digging like they were going in there with cameras and stuff and pulling stuff out, and there was some really creepy stuff down there in the tunnel, like like soiled mattresses and things like of that nature is yeah i don't know is is apparently it's the tunnel to epstein island I, I i don't know but uh we actually have some footage of them checking out the tunnel right here take a look <laughs> wow <laughs> he just he just runs away. Man, I want to bring back a time when Jews just had to run away. You know, um, I was I I couldn't decide if it was Super Mari Jew or Super Jewio. <laughs> I think Super Jewio fits better for me. Um, oh, but of course he saw a shadow, so that's eight more weeks of war in Gaza. No. Oh. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. You are a bunch of psychopaths. Um, oh my goodness, the former anchor on CNN, Don Lemon, is back in the news. Do we do we have a picture of Don Lemon? Yeah, there he is. Yeah, I can't okay. tell him apart. Oh, um, but Don Lemon used to have this very popular segment on a show that is has made the rounds again on the internet in anticipation of his new show on X, formerly known as Twitter. He used to do this bit called Five Things. And there was a really popular segment that Don did that was Five Things That Blacks Can Fix. Oh, my gosh. This Five Things That Blacks Can Fix. Uh, oh. First one was pull up your pants so you don't look like a prisoner. Second one was oh. don't use the N-word. Third was respect where you live, uh, therefore don't, don't litter. Uh, the fourth was finish school and don't stigmatize getting an education and speaking proper English as, quote, acting white. And finally, he said, don't have unplanned children. <clears throat> oh, wow. That's a pretty, pretty on the nose list of things right there. I couldn't help but notice that they left out, you know, fix the space in your two front teeth. That wasn't on there. Oh, wow. well, he said things you can fix, I guess. So, yeah. Um, you know, but actually it kind of inspired me because I thought, you know, that that's actually big of him to, to go out there in public and say, you know, these are things that we as a people need to work on. And I thought, Dave, mm -hmm. you and I should do that. You and I should, you and I should talk about a list of things that white people can fix, mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, uh, quit, quit going to Chick-fil-A so much like that chicken is, is bland as crap like like those those people know what chicken's supposed to taste like it ain't supposed to taste like chick-fil-a you know chick-fil-a but um or or how about like just don't don't try dancing just don't do it just watch. yeah you, you don't have to try yeah you're being pressured into <laughs> dancing when you know that that's not your place that's right yeah i don't like mm -hmm. to dance um well they're trying to pull their pants up but stop at the waist don't pull it up to like 
your diaphragm. They don't go. The, your pants don't go over your stomach, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's actually really comfortable, though. I mean, have you ever, you ever wore your pants like that just around the house? You're the you're the quintessential white person. <laughs> you know, it's just it's nice. I mean, I, I wouldn't walk around like that, but yeah. Um, oh, quit. You know, it, this is really more things they quit trying to fix. You know, quit trying to fix the Middle East. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've been trying to fix that for decades now. It's not. No, it's not. It's not working out. Uh, do you have any more? Um. Oh, not. I don't. I don't think I have. We're doing pretty good, I think. Um. <laughs> oh, I. I, th I think the last one has to be uh, what whites can fix is you know, blacks. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You know. Oh yeah, and, and and we also don't don't say the N word. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that Just... goes. Yeah, <laughs> that that's probably good for everybody's list. If some Asians yeah. want to come on here and do an Asian list, they should probably put that on there too. Just go ahead yeah. and just just bloop. Don't say the N word. <laughs> add that to the list. Um, boy. Speaking of adding things to the list, I see Steve is in the chat. So let's talk about right. Fox and Sons Coffee. Steve doesn't need to know the segment that came on before no. this. Uh, Fox and Sons Coffee. Fans, if it's too late, use code ITL and receive 18% off orders of $25 more. Shipping's always free on orders of $37.99 or more online at foxandsons.com. Did you know, listen to this, did you know you can get a subscription to Fox and Sons Coffee? What? They actually have a Bean of the Month Club where you subscribe yeah, look at that. You subscribe, yeah. and every month for six months, you get two bags of coffee. It'll be one of their standard bears, like the Electric Boogaloo that I have right here, and one of the uh, like more exotic flavors, like that uh, that uh, honey flavored coffee that that you and I yeah, like so much. Honey coffee, I love yeah. that. Yeah, honey. I did coffee. not do a racism. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! It was a joke. We, yeah. we we laugh so that we can get through things, like having to live with people that are really loud and obnoxious and, and hurt wow. and destroy property and hurt people at a higher clip than others. <laughs> so anyway, that's Fox and Sons Coffee, which you can find at foxandsons.com. Use promo code ITL. Did you just spit in your... <laughs> 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 um... Oh my God! We have got a great show tonight. We're at the end, later on the show. We're going to have the NFL playoff preview edition. I'm excited of sports this. ball with Alan Mosley, Mike Meharry. But first, we've got the meme of the week and the viewer mail. Right after this commercial break, don't go away.
going on there? Feel free to fix your crap, Dave. <laughs> I didn't what the hell it. was that? No, 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 no. <laughs> I was kind of like looking off into the middle distance, and then I noticed that we were still looking at buildings. Add that to the cold open we did last week about your performance review. All I right. appreciate your honesty. Yeah. <laughs> Just zone uh, out sometimes. Yeah. I don't Whatever. Um, you <laughs> will find wealth in an unexpected way. Oh. Does that have anything to do with what we were talking about before the show? God, I hope so. I mean, yeah, might as well get out. might as well get paid to do what you love. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we got to start recording these pre-shows so that people can really get pretty extreme. <laughs> yeah, I, well, it, that way people are kind of like they get the tone and the energy that we're bringing oh. to the show tonight. Yeah. Um. Hey, Dave. Yes, Alan. What time is it? It's time for Meme of the Week. Uh-oh. They're under the sidewalk, aren't they? <laughs> there you go. But, I mean, they are, though. You know? It, literally, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Hey, come on in. Oh, oh, sweet. You're still open. Okay. Yeah. Um, can I... Wait a minute. Do I hear voices? What, what, uh, what's it sound like? I don't know. It's like... Is that Yiddish? Oh, yeah. Those are the, uh, those are the cave Jews that live under the sidewalk. Cave Jews. Yeah. Well, listen, if... When we when we close up, uh, make sure you go out the back because the ones out front like to throw their piss jars at people. <laughs> this is this is new to me. I've, I've I've never heard of cave juice. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're wondering why it's snowing in April, now you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, can I? Yeah, I'll take whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were cutting back. All right. Uh, oh, my God. But we do have a animated bonus meme. Check out the bonus meme. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> yeah. He's so sad, too. You know, like, what else is there to do? You know, guess yeah. I'll just die. Yeah, which is what was going to happen anyway, but... Yeah, but... Like, way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me tell you about tonight's other sponsor, which is the Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, which you can find at tnhotsauceco.com. Use promo code, it's too late. All one word, it's too late, because our different sponsors use different promo codes, because they, they hate us, personally. Uh, you get 10% off your entire order... Including of some of this, check this out. This is the Tennessee Hot Sauce Company Whiskey Habanero. Whoa. Yeah, you said you wanted some whiskey, didn't you, Dave? Well, hey. And there we go. Wow. Bottoms up. Uh, listen to this. The Whiskey Habanero, uh, nothing warms you in winter like whiskey and hot sauce. Combine the two, and you've got just what you need to feel the heat inside 
and out. I, I never I, actually noticed that until just now. Yeah, that's kind of uh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's five calories. So I don't know what kind of whiskey you oh. drink, but this is, you know. It's got something in it. Yeah, that one actually does have something in it. Be uh, oh. be aware of that. But anyway, that's uh, the Tennessee Hot Sauce Company at tnhotsauceco.com. Use promo code. It's too late. <clears throat> Do it. This year's event's going to be the, the best one yet. They just keep getting better. Yeah, it, they they actually do. Yeah. Okay, I mean, there's a dip every every so many years, but this year, yeah. yeah. This is Good it. band name, the Cave Jews. Yes, absolutely. But th- th- oh. they can't play music. They just they just pay for it. Um, <clears throat> I'm just kidding. There's lots of you know, it's all orchestral and the, yeah. Like the movies, when they're not raping underage actresses, they're doing scores and. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, you know. I mean, I'm not the, not the one that did it. It's Harvey Weinstein that did it. I mean. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, I mean, what you think? You think Weinstein is an Irish name? I mean, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead and answer some viewer mail. Some really hard hitting action. Oh man. Makes it seem like we're really gonna solve some real issues. Yeah. I I keep on tweeting at Nikki Haley to try to get her to come on the show. Yeah? Yeah. The last one I sent was, you know, imagine if the world would be at a better place without you in it and act accordingly. Oh, I saw that. That was Yeah. You think she'll a lot answer? of people like that. Yeah, I got that Marianne Williamson lady to answer that one time. So it's not like it's never happened before, but I don't know. She just seemed more confused than anything. She's kind of a boomer. This is whatever. I think she didn't mean to click on it. And then it was like, oh, my. I sent her a bunch of sexist memes. (laughs) It's pretty pretty funny. All right. uh, Jonathan Carranza writes, dear Alan and Dave, what is your least favorite chore? Uh, My least favorite chore is cleaning the bathroom. Ooh. Yeah, right? Because, let me just go ahead and turn the viewer mail button off there since somebody else didn't. Um, oh. Yeah. Sorry. Because the bathroom is, that's where you go to to cl- to clean, not do cleaning. Is that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like all the filth you cleaned off yourself is now in the bathroom. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to mess with that. Yeah. What? I mean, I we know. have we have drains here in our toiletries. Wait, I don't know you, what y'all do up there. What do you guys use your bathrooms for? Well, to, <laughs> to clean. But it's not yeah. all the filth yeah. for me is yeah. not just you in the room. Yeah. Like, do, what do you have? Like one of those locker room showers where you just walk into the room and it's just, just yeah. all over the floor and stuff. <laughs> y'all are. This is why I'm never coming to Pennsylvania. This is yeah, it. Yeah, this place is wild. This is a madhouse. Yeah. Okay. What's your what's your least favorite chore? Um probably doing dishes. Like we we got a little dishwasher, but if it doesn't if it's not dishwasher safe, then it was never meant to be. I'm putting it in there and we're going to see what happens. Cuz I'm I'm real tall and all all sinks are kind of normal size. So I'm always a little hunched over and then your back starts burning and mm-hmm. you're like trying to find proper way to stand to wash and yeah i hate dishes i i don't like it mm. you know you know the the here let me give you a life life tip 
only have one dish of each. Like, like, like if there's five people living in your house, yeah. have five yeah, plates, five, five forks, yeah. five cups, five knives. And so that you have to wash, you wash the one you need, use it, and then wash it. Because if you, like, I could go out right now and get more dishes, but then I'll just be like, ha, I don't have to clean this bowl. I'll grab another bowl. And then you yeah. know what's going to happen. There's going to be 40. Like, what? which would you rather do? Clean the one bowl and have a clean bowl and money or just mm-hmm. keep buying bowls. Yeah, just throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm trying to say don't do that. Because then you. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't do that. I don't know what your budget is for <laughs> kitchen stuff, but the bowl budget is pretty, pretty. Yeah, high. like I have one plate and one bowl downstairs right now. And if I want to eat again, I have to clean the bowl. It's I'm also to the a point great... where, like, if I go and there's not a cup. I'll go down to the basement where we store all the cups that we don't use, and I'll just grab one out of there and bring it back up. I, I don't want to wash one. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan says his is laundry, but I, I'm fine with laundry because you just you just yes. throw it in the thing and then just walk away. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not I don't like I don't wash it with a washboard and shit. I mean I know this is the south, <laughs> Take but it out to the yard. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't we don't do that anymore. Like we have appliances. I don't know if y'all knew that. All right. Um, Patricia Marie writes, Dear Alan and Dave, uh, what are your favorite pizza toppings? Dave, how do you order your pizza? I want pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've learned that I've, mostly I don't like pizza, so I have to bury it in toppings. And just like all the meats, all the veggies. No, no fish. That's weird. Don't put fish on your pizza. But anything else is, yeah. You don't like pizza? Not really. I've decided that most most pizza isn't very good. There's a couple exceptions, but Hey uh, welcome to Alan's Pizzeria. What can I get you? Uh you guys you guys do subs? Uh I mean it's a pizzeria, so like I mean we've got a kids menu. Do you want that? <laughs> Maybe I'll just get some chicken fingers. Hey, Emilio! Come check out this <laughs> faggot that doesn't like pizza! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Alright. Uh, yeah, time to find a new producer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I So, pepperoni and mushroom. It's what mushrooms? Like. Nobody nobody gets mushrooms anymore. Yeah, I love mushrooms. My, my parents, yeah, my parents used to get pepperoni and mushrooms. That was, like, one of my favorites. Yeah, okay. Well, you know what? I've always liked your parents. Where did they oh. go wrong? All right. Um, Eric Eli writes, <laughs> Dear Alan and Dave, how did you guys meet? Uh, we met on a long weekend in Prague, and we were just finding oh. ourselves, and we don't talk it about crazy. it anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it, though. Uh, Gary Dykstra writes, Dear Alan and Dave, are onion rings or french fries the superior side? Ooh. Ooh. That's really tough because not all French fries are created equal. Just and like same not with onion rings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then sometimes you get French fries, but it, because that's what you wanted. But then yep. that one onion ring in there is like, you know. Yeah. Why? Burger. Why is that? I don't know. It's it's the variety. It's the spice of life. Mm. You know, it's like. Yeah, you hear that, Mary? French fry, French fry, over and over, French fry, French fry. And then it's like, oh, look at that onion ring. 
by the way, Mary, you've got like 30 seconds to get your viewer mail question in. Uh, Keith McQuarrie writes, Dear Alan and Dave, what's the favorite vehicle you've ever owned? Dave, what is what is your favorite vehicle you've ever owned? I'm, I haven't owned a lot. Well, yeah, I've, I've owned a few. I think it'd be it'd be my Taurus. It'd be it, that's the the Ford Taurus. I can't remember what year it was, but it was my first car. So it's it's had to have been a ninety ninety four or something. But um, you know, the, your first car is like your magical car, and at a certain point, the the suspension kind of went out on it. So I'd drive around like downtown. And I'm just a kid, and I'd kind of tap the brakes, and if I tapped them right, I could actually almost get the back end off the ground. So mm-hmm. it was almost like I, I had the hydraulics. Is is stupid, but I liked it. All right, no, 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 it's, yeah, it's fine. Uh, my first car I ever owned was a 1984 Ford Tempo, Ooh. and it was a tank. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure, like you know those big concrete barriers they have like out in front of the federal building. Pretty sure the to- yeah. the, the the Ford Tempo can go right through that. Worth a shot, isn't it though? I know what I'm doing this summer. All right. Um, Aaron Kittner writes, Dear Alan and Dave, what is the best barbecue meat? And I don't mean grilling, Dave. Oh, he He said that. So. I, I, yeah. Oh, D3's here. Just... D3, uh, tell Mary. She's got like 20 seconds now. Um, I don't know. The best barbecue meat? Is it just pork? Or there's, there's the, like the beef brisket. I don't, I don't even know what a brisket is. Where the hell does that come from? It's just... You know what? It's good, though. The correct answer is from our friend Celeste Annis, who said, let's find out. Let's find out. That's a great answer right, right there. start a new fund. Yeah. <laughs> oh! I'm glad, you, I'm glad you said that. All right, so have we decided that the next tier list is, is soda? Did we? Are we going to just drink poison instead of eat poison this time? Oh, man, that sounds terrible. Just drinking a lot of pop. Yeah. All right, so the next tier list, guys, that we have to raise money for (laughs) is the soda tier list where Dave and I, I don't even remember how many it was. It was like, I want to say it was like 15 different sodas. Wow categorized into a few different categories it's technically one more it's ginger ales are going to be on there but mary's going to be the only one to drink it and she's going to tell us which ginger ale is the best yeah she's way into ginger ale yeah so mary will drink the ginger ales tell us which ginger ale is better me and dave are going to drink the other 15 sodas and rank them so we got to start raising money for the soda tier list like hey remember remember the peepsies remember that yeah that was awesome yeah so it'll be a lot like that, but with more variety. Yeah. yeah. Peepsy episode like, 2.0. I actually think this will go. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I was going to say it's going to go a lot better than the Peepsies. But the thing about it is, is that the Peepsies were awful. Yeah. But I know from experience, don't ask me how I know. I know from experience that if you drink like 20 different flavors of soda, it, it doesn't mix right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, thought of that. Yeah. Like you know how there's certain there's certain cleaners you don't mix together because you yeah. accidentally make mustard gas in your kitchen. Yeah. Okay, so that happened in in okay in me. Yeah, I just made the mustard gas in my stomach. Like it was Batman when he 
poisoned all the different products, but you had to yeah. use the right combination. Yeah. Yeah. It was unpleasant. I got to say it is, is I went to the world of Coke down in Atlanta and I drank like 40 different flavors of Coke from around the world. And that's a place. Yeah. Wow. It was dope. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying that could happen. So just, you know, be okay. prepared. All right. Uh, Josh Wright writes, Dear Alan and Dave, what is a movie so bad that you actually love it? What's a really bad movie that you love? Oh, I... Mm. The Pest. That, for some reason, Pest with John Leguizamo. Mm -hmm. Like, me and Mary will still, like, you know, talk about it. But it's it's mm -hmm. it's really, really dumb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that, that's the one that pops to mind first. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. I actually can't think of one because I'm not one of these people who gets into things that are like <laughs> you cult. suffer a bad movie. No, I won't. I only watch the greatest cinema as is objectively understood by audiences around the world. <laughs> That's oh. right. If you had said that, so help me God. <laughs> See? All right. Uh, Andrew Avery writes, Dear Alan and Dave, can you make holy water by boiling the hell out of it? Oh. All right, that's, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Mary says, oh, no, I need resubbed, Dave. Oh, hold on. <laughs> it's like, that's the only reason you even go to work, isn't it? <laughs> it's so that the voices will stop. <laughs> <laughs> took away my headphones. Mary, you've got like 10 seconds remaining to get to get a question in. All right. And Ryan Seifert writes, dear Alan and Dave. What is your go-to snack that you always have in the fridge? Dave, a go-to snack you always have in the fridge. Um, most of the time, it's it's pepperoni. Just a big bag of pepperoni slices. I'll just sit there and eat that. Because usually trying to do like a low-carb thing, and that, that, that hits the spot. I like that. Uh-oh. Okay, so, so you just want the pepperoni. You don't want the pizza. Well, it's, I'm not a big bread person, and I feel like that's mostly what pizza is, and, and not a lot of people get the crust right. It's not a good crust, it's just bread. Eat that. Okay, but this is a this is a pizzeria. We bake pizzas here. Yeah. What do you, what do you want me to give you? You want me to just put pepperoni in a box? I, I came in here on accident. I didn't, I didn't mean to. <laughs> pizzeria. You wouldn't happen to be Polish, would you? Wait, what's that supposed to be? You guys got cheeseburgers anyways? All right. All right. Um, and finally, Mary Win Lynn Win. Oh. Mary Lynn Willemowski writes, Dear Alan and Dave. Wait a minute. When you cook, do you clean as you go or leave a mess? Oh. Um. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is, okay, I'll just answer it. Um, okay, yeah, sure. Did she really write that? Because I, I just left a big mess up there tonight. I made a Ooh. I made this big complex burger thing because it's like the last day before I start dieting tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I didn't clean up after myself today. But I often do. I often do. Well, we know where Mary is right now, don't we? <laughs> She's upstairs. Somewhere. She's witnessed the scene of the crime. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. And now yeah. you've implicated yourself. She knows. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too late for, look what Jane did. 
you know, like <laughs> she's out here using the food processor again. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Uh, commercial break. Yeah, we can do that. Guys, we're going to be back with another edition of Sports Ball right after this commercial break. Go, go away. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. Attention, armchair quarterbacks and shower thought GMs. It's time for this week's episode of Sports Ball with Mike Meharry and Alan Mosley. I'm getting deja vu. What about you? I know. It's like I've been here before. Dang. Remember weeks ago when we said we were going to go to the Bucks cowboys playoff game? I do remember that. All right. We got to win one more game. Can you do it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But I think we have to go to Dallas instead of Tampa Bay. I don't know. Yeah, Guys. I think that's correct. Welcome back for another episode of Sports Ball. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by my good friend and Tampa Bay Sports Superfan, Mike Meharry. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, our audience might remember, they don't, but we do, that I, I think do. it was five or six weeks ago. It was back before the holidays, which, by the way, seemed like a long time ago. I know, right? <laughs> Suddenly... Uh, we did sort of a, a playoff preview where we looked at the current standings uh, right. on both sides. And, at the you know, since that time, a lot of teams' bubbles burst, whereas some mm -hmm. other teams, I'm looking at you, Buffalo Bills, who needed like a third of the NFL to drop games in order for them to get back in playoff contention. And yet here we are, not only back in contention, but actually winning their divisions. But we'll 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 get to that. In due time. So today we're we're not starting off the way we normally do with our funny little bits because we've got to pack every last second in here for the NFL playoff preview. Mike, are you ready? I am ready. Uh, you're you're particularly ready just because there's a team in here that gives you some glimmer of hope. But anyway, guys, there is your seedings. AFC and NFC, of course, Baltimore Ravens and San Francisco 49ers will not be playing this weekend because they were your number one seeds in the AFC and NFC, respectively. Um, as a quick aside, I don't think there's a lot of mystery there. You know, there, there, there was some there was some switching up of who was placed where, you know, what what teams won divisions versus what teams won wild cards. But honestly, like the top third of the league, I feel like pretty much we knew who those teams were. Yeah. Yeah. weeks ago it was just a matter of who was going to go play where you, you kind of have the same opinion yeah absolutely yeah we we you know it's been pretty clear that the the top dogs so to speak were the 49ers i think dallas uh and and uh over in the afc you, you've got your uh, baltimore ravens and they've been pretty consistently up there it's it's kind of those bottom teams that where you got some surprises yeah, and and we're going to spend most of the day talking about the wild card round, and then we're going to make our picks. But just just to really drive that point home before we dive into the games, 
the Baltimore Ravens and 49ers. The 49ers, of course, have the distinction of having not just one, but resoundingly one against some of the other top competitors in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And so you definitely feel like they're the best team and they deserve the number one seed. Uh, but of course, as they say, there's a reason why they play the games. No one's perfect. I mean, ev- everyone's lost plenty of games this year. And same thing for the Ravens. Man, the Ravens ended the season by just absolutely shellacking some teams. Think the Dolphins. Think of those same 49ers. Right. right. So, uh, yeah, in, in one breath, we say, wow, the 49ers are clearly the best team, except for when they got blown out by the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens a couple weeks right. ago. So yeah. on that on that note, we're going to take a look at the very first game. Uh, first up is Steelers and Bills, Pittsburgh Steelers going on the road to play the Buffalo Bills. Both of these teams were teams that didn't know for sure they were going to be in the playoffs at all a few weeks ago. And now suddenly they're in the playoffs playing each other. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, by the way, number six overall defense and fifth in the red zone. Uh, strong pass rush and sixth in uh, completion percentage. Uh, the the uh, going against the opposing quarterback, they've had 16 interceptions out of the last 17 games oh, wow. on defense. Uh, really hard to talk about the Steelers without mentioning Mike Tomlin. Well, you want to talk about the the way the winds of fortune can change in a month or two. A lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans that wanted Mike Tomlin fired this week. Mm-hmm. Black Monday is here. Time to get rid of your head coaches. But, of course, verily, the Steelers' season isn't over yet, so it'd be a little awkward to fire him right now. (laughs) Tomlin, he still has that distinction of not having had a losing season, which he it looked like he was going to. He he bailed him out in the end, uh, thanks to this guy right here, Mason Rudolph, who actually finished the season 3-0. Yeah. Listen to this. He actually had over 110 quarterback rating in each of those three games. So, you know, it's it's one of those deals where if if players play at their best in crunch time, then, you know, as we've said a lot of times, you only have to get hot for a few weeks and boom, you, you, win, you win a championship. Right. Uh, I think that's kind of where the Steelers mindset is right now. Uh, you know, hate to be the bearer of bad news for Steelers fans who want a Tomlin gone. He's probably not going to get fired off of a playoff season. I, I mean, unless it's like a catastrophic blowout loss. Um Speaking of blowout loss, uh, your Buffalo Bills are actually the most heavily favored team in the wildcard round at minus 10 in this game. How about this for the Buffalo Bills? Of course, they won five in a row to not just sneak into the playoffs, Mike Meharry, but win the AFC East. They're playing at home. Uh, I know, right? (laughs) The number two seed. Uh, The Bills actually had an interesting distinction that they... There was a good chance that they either, of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars ended up losing because lol Titans had the Jaguars won their game, which would have been the expected result. The Bills would have either had the two seed or not been it at all. That's just that's just the way the tiebreakers are Uh, on offense. They're sixth in points, fourth in yards and first number one on third down conversions. Uh, Of course, a lot of that to do with this guy. 29 touchdowns from Josh Allen, also top five in yards. But also, and you've heard us talk about this on the show before, with every single year, they go into the offseason saying, we're just going to work with Josh on his turnovers, and next year is going to be even better. And you (laughs) know what? He had 18 interceptions most in his career. It's 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 the bugaboo that they just can't seem to get over with him. 
However, again, it matters about how you're playing at the end of the year. They had to beat the Miami Dolphins to be the number two seed. Uh, they did so with a defensive secondary that held Tua to under 200 yards. They're seventh yeah. overall and fourth in sacks, which is going to be a little bit stiffer test for Mason Rudolph than I think he enjoyed over most of the, the end of the year. And now it, it is true that the Steelers beat the Ravens to get into the playoffs, but the Ravens weren't exactly playing everyone, yeah. such as Lamar Jackson. Uh, we're, we're going to save all of our picks until the picks at the end of the episode tonight. Uh, but I will say both of these teams are coming in pretty hot and it's, it's in, and the spread is pretty big and I understand why the spread is that big, but it's, 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 it comes off as a little bit disrespectful to me to have one team be a heavy underdog when they're, let's they're playing their best football of the season right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned Josh Allen. Doesn't he remind you a little bit of Brett Favre? Like, he can take mm -hmm. a game over, and yet he can be a complete disaster area, just depending on the game. Yeah, he, he you know, he's a bigger, more mobile Brett Favre. It's, it's a different kind of game. You know, it's it's right. it's, it's different offenses, different type of NFL. He, I'm he's kind of saying in that sense of that gunslinger, mm -hmm. you know, he, he's going to – he's he's going to throw picks, and then – He's also going to make the big plays, you know? Yeah. I kind of all or nothing with him. I think with the Bills, it comes down to they want to limit those mistakes, but it's Josh Allen playing at his best is what has gotten the Bills to where they are. When right. he's taking his foot off the throttle, they're not winning games. In fact, they weren't winning a ton of games in the first half of the season. That is correct. So, we can talk about another game now? So we're yeah, doing here. yeah. So so Mike, you don't actually have to discuss the the segues on live on air. You can just <laughs> it, it I, actually says I, it right there in the notes. No, it doesn't say that in my notes. That's it why says, I'm confused. It says Mike Dolphins Chiefs. Good <laughs> oh! God! I don't have a tech difficulties for you. God damn it! I only have one for Dave. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Let's talk about the Dolphins and Chiefs. All right, let's talk about the Dolphins and the Swifties. Both eleven and six. The Swift. Uh, <laughs> so we've got a Tyreek Hill coming back to Kansas City to face his former team. Of course, we've already done this. This, is, this was a regular season matchup, too. In, uh, it was in Europe, if I am remembering correctly. Mm -hmm. And the Chiefs won that regular season matchup by a 21-14 to 14 score. Uh, it's kind of interesting looking back at that game. Uh, Tyreek Hill had 10 targets, 8 receptions, but just 62 yards. And uh, Tua only threw for 193 yards and a touchdown, uh, and passer rating was just 87 in that game. And he was sacked three times. You mentioned the sacks on Tua, and that seems to be kind of his bugaboo. If you can put pressure on him, he tends to struggle a little bit. And the uh, Kansas City defensive line was second in the league this year with 57 sacks. So uh, that's uh, uh, something in the plus column for the Chiefs. But the question is, can the Chiefs' defense pull this off again? Uh, you look at overall, Tua led the NFL in passing yardage with 4,624 yards. He was fifth in uh, touchdowns with 29. And, um, you know, I think the interesting thing is all the focus in this game is on Mahomes and Tua, the air game, the passing. I think the real question is, can Kansas City stop the Dolphins' two-headed running attack with uh, Mostert and uh, Devon is it Kaney? Is that how you pronounce his A -chan. name correctly? A Chan. Uh, yeah. 
I you wasn't anywhere close. That one, were you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the the Chiefs gave up 4.6 yards per carry on the year. So defense against the run, kind of a weak spot for the Chiefs. Um, that was the second most yards per carry in the NFL. So um, I think that'll be kind of an interesting thing to look at is the uh, the Dolphins running game against that um, Chiefs defensive line. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, defensive line. Uh, there are some injuries uh, that we need to think about here in this game, though. We've got uh, Jason Waddle, who had uh, ankle injury. Uh, Mostert has had a knee and an ankle injury, and they've missed the last two games. Both would have been limited in practice on Tuesday, but um, McDaniel said he was optimistic that both will play Saturday, but they're playing banged up. So, uh, Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he really hasn't had his best year. He's thrown 14 picks. Uh, his passer rating is just 92.6, which is the lowest of his career. But that being said, the Dolphins' strong point is not pass defense. They were 28th in completion percentage allowed. Um, the defensive line is the strength of the Dolphins' defense. They were third in QB sacks uh, with 56, and they were number one in quarterback hits. But they're missing both of their defensive ends. So, uh, and, and Mahomes has a reputation for being able to evade that pressure and you know make those crazy throws. So I think it's an interesting matchup as as we go into this. I I like this matchup. I think it's going to be an interesting game. You've got some strengths against strengths and weaknesses against weaknesses. So it'll be interesting to see how all of that plays out. This game uh, also reminds me of a game we're going to talk about in the next segment on the NFC side where the Dolphins, let's face it, they're really limping into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, some really ugly football over the last month. Uh, and, and for Tua in particular. I mean, Tua was everyone's hot pick for MVP over the first six, eight weeks. And boy, that conversation yeah. is gone. No one's saying right. that now. Uh, and vice versa, the Chiefs. Every single week, people were saying, okay, this is the week the Chiefs will flip the switch, and it'll be typical Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. And then it wasn't. And then it wasn't, yeah. and then it wasn't, and then they started to lose some ugly games themselves. Also, too, I mean, if I had told you before the year started that the Chiefs' defense would be much improved, and they would be the ones that would be the highlight of the team, you think, oh man, here another dynasty round, here we go. But no, right. the offense really, really fell off. It's it's an interesting situation for the Chiefs where. They, they, they're the defending champions. They won the Super Bowl last year with a lackluster core of skilled players that weren't named Kelsey and Mahomes. It right. finally came back to bite them this year. Yeah. Um, and, of course, it's, you know. It's really interesting when you think about it. You know, you've got a generational talent mm-hmm. at quarterback in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And they have utterly failed to surround him with weapons other than Kelsey. You know, the, that yeah. wide receiver core, there's really nobody in there that you're thinking, oh, you know, there's a there's mm-hmm. a burner for you. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of weird. You would think that, you know, you look at even like a team like the Bucks. They had Brady. You know, he's throwing to uh, Godwin. He's throwing to Mike Evans. They they made an effort to bring in these veteran receivers. And, and here you are in Kansas City, and Mahomes is throwing to, I mean, basically nobody. It's kind of weird. Yeah, throwing to Kadavius Tony, who then gives right. the ball to the other team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, on that note, uh, the final final game of the AFC before we take our first break, the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. Of course, everyone in the preseason was clamoring for Browns and Texans. <laughs> yes, and that so, was on my bingo card. We're going to start with the Cleveland Browns. Speaking of, at this time of year, you always talk about quarterbacks. 
uh, leaders playing their best in the postseason, and mm-hmm. can the defenses keep up? But, of course, remember, defense wins championships, right, Mike Meharry? That's what they say. The Browns have the number one secondary in the NFL. That's just a teensy bit tougher challenge for old C.J. Stroud than uh, most of his AFC South competition. Yeah, uh, And that also, by the way, Miles Garrett, 14 sacks, four forced fumbles, one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I'd say at least top three, no matter how you slice it. Top three defender in the NFL is Miles Garrett. But, of course, a lot of people are going to be talking about the flak attack. Joe, how's this for Joe <laughs> <What>? Flacco? <laughs> Joe Flacco was coaching Pop Warner and enjoying retirement like two months ago. And yet... I tell you, if the if we were only limited to the last five weeks of the year, that guy would unironically win league MVP. Uh-huh. He's thrown for 323 yards a game <laughs> and 13 touchdowns in only five starts. My goodness. Of course, you know, you I'm also- enjoying I'm enjoying retirement for football right now. I wonder if I could go in and do that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's you guys are close to the same age, poor Joe Flacco. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, and then, of course, you have the Houston Texans. Houston Texans have the number one rush defense in the NFL when ranked by yards per carry. And so you want to talk about strengths versus strengths. Uh, also, and man, it's hard to talk about these guys without talking about uh, first-year head coach D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. I don't think all of us are just totally blown away by this. He was an absolutely fantastic defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. We knew he was going to get a shot. He got a shot with the Texans. What we didn't know is that they were going to go from a three-win team to division champs in the playoffs in one season. Yeah. With a rookie quarterback. Oh, funny you should mention that. With a rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud. <laughs> Listen to this for rookie numbers. By the way, they haven't given out all the hardware yet. But um, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for you. There's your uh, uh, rookie of the year, (laughs) what you're looking at. 23 touchdowns and only five interceptions. That's that's 274 yards per game. Mike Meharry, he he averaged 100.8 as a quarterback rating for the whole season. If he were any older and had any higher stats, remember, he he missed a couple of games being in the concussion protocol. Right. If this were a Texans team that was another year or two developed under the new regime, he would have won league MVP right now. I'm not talking about rookie of the year. I'm just talking about NFL MVP. Mm -hmm. So... you, uh, This is a game, uh, because I want to say something positive about all the teams going into it. It, it's hard not to feel if you're a Texans fan, it's hard not to be really excited for the future. I don't, I don't, I don't think this is the ceiling. I think this is just getting started and being Mm -hmm. in a division like the AFC South, where you have uh, a Jaguars team, which is, let's face it. They're the Jaguars. So it's Trevor Lawrence versus the world. Uh, The Titans who apparently have decided to just uh, shutter their football operations (laughs) Uh, and the Indianapolis Colts, a Colts, a team that you just knocked off to get to Mm -hmm. where you are today. Man, the Texans could be in for a lot of good years coming up. And, of course, for sure. rookie contracts being how they are, they've got another few seasons to just build, mm-hmm. organize, get picks, bring in talent to surround that defense and surround C.J. Stroud for the next few years before they even have to think about re-signing him. There's yeah. a lot to be positive about. 
On the other side, it's it's kind of an equal and opposite situation. Let's face it, Joe Flacco is not going to be back with the Browns. Right. It's been it's been a fantastic story, but Deshaun Watson is their quarterback, whether you like it or not. And mm-hmm. they're paying him a lot of money to play quarterback. And so he's going to be quarterback next year. And most likely, Joe Flacco is going to go back to retirement. But mm-hmm. what an amazing story it's been. I mean, this guy has won a Super Bowl, so it shouldn't like completely blow anyone's mind that he knows how to play quarterback. Right. I will, I'll say this as a quick preview of the end of the show. Not only do I think the Browns could win this game, I think the Browns could win the Super Bowl, and I'm not joking. That's... That's something else, isn't it? Browns fans. I know. It sounds weird to say that out loud, but here here we are. (laughs) All right. On that note, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to switch over to talk about the NFC playoffs right after this. Go away. It's Too Late with Alan Mosley is proudly supported by Fox & Sons Coffee. Fans of It's Too Late use code ITL and receive 18% off orders of $25 or more. Shipping's always free on orders over $37.99. So get yours today at their website, which is www.foxandsons.com. It's www.foxandsons.com. Imagine if that had rolled over them. Oh. It's a good thing the horses left, you know? They left the scene (laughs) of the crime. (laughs) All right, so now we're moving on to the NFC playoffs. Mike Meharry, who you got? All right, well, let's talk a little bit about the Packers and the Cowboys. I'm I'm wondering, you know, that Mm -hmm. was a covered wagon. It's kind of a cowboy theme. It rolled over and crashed. Is that symbolic of what the Cowboys typically do when it comes to playoff time. I'm just throwing that out there. I hate to hear this your final appearance on sports ball. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, I'm I'm pretty bullish on the Cowboys, I have to admit. So we've got the uh, Cowboys at 12-5 and five, taking on the Green Bay Packers, Green Bay Packers at 9-8. and eight. And I did not have the Packers on my playoff bingo card. This was not the year that I was thinking we're going to see uh, – a Green Bay revival. And yet here we are, right? So we've got Mike McCarthy coming home, uh, not coming home, but hosting his former team. And and like I said, the Packers have been something of a surprise this year. Uh, They closed out the regular season on a three-game winning streak. They clinched the final NFC playoff spot with a 17-9 win over Chicago in week 18. We've got Jordan Love, of all people, second in the league in touchdowns with 32. He's only thrown 11 picks, and he has a passer rating of over 100 in seven of his last eight starts. So uh, pleasant surprise for Green Bay fans. And, you know, they've got a, a, a formula there. You, you went from, uh, you know, we've already talked about Brett Favre and then transitioning to Aaron Rodgers and then transitioning here to Jordan Love. And it, it it's almost like when a quarterback can sit and learn and watch and doesn't have to be rushed into a bad situation, it's almost like they do better. Um, anyway, the Packers, you know, they can also run the ball. Aaron Jones finished with 110 yards in all of his last three games. Um, so a surprising and uh, a rather prolific Green Bay offense. On the other side, we've got Dallas, and they've been pretty much 
I think as advertised. I think a lot of people had Dallas as one of the uh, the top teams in the NFL this year. We've got Dak Prescott leading the league with 36 touchdowns to just nine interceptions. Uh, he has 105.9 passer rating. He's completed 65% of his throws. That's second best in the NFL. And I think another thing going for the Cowboys here, they are perfect in the friendly confines of Jerry World, uh, and they're averaging 30 points per game. Um, in fact, Dallas is number one in the league in points per game. Now, this is where we have, we talked about strength on strength. This is strength on weakness because the Packers have not exactly been a defensive juggernaut. Uh, kind of middle of the pack, and the pun was intended there. Um you know, you really have to wonder who is going to cover CeeDee Lamb. Uh, he was first in the NFL with 135 receptions, second in yards with 1,749. Meanwhile, the Packers secondary was rated 28th in the league, Ooh. and that's uh, based on the opponent's receiver rating. So could be a big uh, big night for the uh, Dallas wide receivers. Uh, looking at the other side of the ball for Dallas, really all you, all you need to say is Micah Parsons. I mean, that dude is a legit game wrecker. Uh, 14 sacks on the season, 33 quarterback hits. Um, and with Parsons setting the stage, the Dallas defense was a plus 42.5 in quarterback pressure rate. That's first in the league. Uh, they gave up just 18.5 points per game, and that was good enough for fifth in the league and also ranked fifth in the NFL in number of yards allowed. So... Um, you know, on the back end, you've got uh, Deron Bland, nine picks first in the league. Um, and that goes to show when you can put pressure on the quarterback, it makes it a lot easier for those uh, for those defensive backs when they're trying to cover those receivers back there. Um, but the Dallas defense is going up against the strength of the Packers, their offensive line. They've only given up 30 sacks this year, and that's third in the league. Um, and here's something kind of, uh, we'll put this in the category of crazy stats. Dallas kicker Brandon Aubrey, he's only missed two NFL field goal attempts in his entire career. Yeah. Of course, he's a rookie. <laughs> and his two yeah. misses were actually his last two attempts. But nevertheless, the kids had a fantastic year. So if you've, you know, if you've got to put the, the ball on your kicker's foot, uh, I, I think Dallas will be pretty confident with that. So uh, a pretty good matchup, but I think, you know, when when you when you really get down to it, uh, I, I think Packers have probably overperformed for for what was expected, and I think Dallas has kind of lived up to their expectations. So, should be a pretty good game. I mean, it's a kind of a classic matchup with the uh, with the Packers and the Cowboys. We'll we'll see if the uh, if the Packers can uh, make all the Dallas fans unhappy again this year. Mm -hmm. Well, it's you definitely drove the point home that it, with the Eagles collapse and and it really took an entire collapse because they had the tiebreakers against Dallas and the NFC right. and all that business in the final weeks of the year. Dallas being undefeated at home uh, meant that if they got into the playoffs as a twelve win five seed wild card, you think, well, great season, but I mean, you're you're going to be playing on the road the whole on way. the road. Right. Them playing in Dallas against everyone except for a potential 49ers game is enormous. Absolutely incredible. Um, so, you know, you. I feel like there's a lot. There's definitely a lot more pressure on Dallas because you're expected to be here and you're expected to win. 
uh, and you know the, the veterans, Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy. There's going to be lots of judgment if they don't win and win convincingly. Whereas yeah. if you're Green Bay, if you lose, it's a uh, you know learning process. We'll be back next year. If you win, oh, Jordan Love is the next the right. next great <laughs> Packers quarterback. You know we're we're on to the Hall of Fame. At this uh, point, you're almost playing with house money if you're the Packers. Yes, exactly. Uh, next, we have the Rams and the Lions. The L.A. Rams, Los Angeles Rams, who, of course, just won the Super Bowl just a couple of years back. And then, yeah. uh, as as sometimes happens, the, the Super Bowl hangover for them was dang near an entire season. <laughs> was, right. a, a season and like a few a weeks into the next withdrawal. one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, of course, you have Matthew Stafford uh, back to face his former team in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't sleep on the Rams. The Rams are here because they've won seven of their last eight games. Yeah. Uh, hard to talk about the Rams as well without talking about that guy right there. Sean McVay, the head coach, uh, still one of the youngest head coaches. When he first got the job, he was far and away one of the youngest head coaches in the NFL. Uh, and, and, and again, kind of that up and down of he's a genius, but then he can't win the big one. Then he does right. win the big one, and then the bottom falls out. But he's back again. Uh, I think all in all, Rams fans are going to be happy to have Super Bowls every two to three years. I know, boo-hoo uh, with Sean McVay. Uh, and, of course, you also have to talk about this guy right there. If it's yeah. not Miles Garrett, it's Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, I feel like, has kind of been the multiple-year running now consensus best defensive player in the NFL. Arguably mm. just the best player in the NFL, period. You can just take yeah. O or D off of there. Uh, eight Another sacks, game wrecker. Yeah. 53 tackles for uh, tackles, 16 tackles for loss this year. Uh, if those stats don't wow you, keep in mind it's because he's being doubled and triple teamed in every play, which is yeah. why multiple other Rams have high-digit sacks and are in the top 20 in the NFL on the same mm-hmm. team. Uh, Cooper Cup was a little bit meh this year, had yeah. a huge Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Um, but at least part of the reason is, is that they have this rookie, rookie wide receiver named Puka Nakua. Listen to this for a rookie wide receiver. 105 receptions, 1,486 yards, and six touchdowns. He blew away the rookie receiving record. Um, also, you've got ru- running back Kyron Williams. He led the NFL in rushing yards per game. The Rams are 7-1 and one when he even goes over 80 yards hmm. so, they don't, so that they don't have to rely on old man Stafford. Right. Uh, but speaking of the quarterback on the other side of the field, uh, you've got the Detroit Lions. You have Jared Goff also facing off against his former team mm-hmm. uh, with his 30 touchdowns and 12 interceptions this year. Now, the defensive secondary is near dead last mm. in the NFL, which is not ga- great. They were allowing an average of a 96.4 quarterback rating and a 7.8 yards per attempt. However, the run D held running backs to 3.5 yards per carry, which is, was good for third in the NFL. Uh, you'll remember again, the Rams, the Rams owe a big part of that, uh, those winning seven of eight, to getting Kyron Williams up and running. He'll be facing one of his toughest challenges. Again, hard to talk about the Lions without talking about that guy. Is this not just the player's coach, the man's oh, man sure. coach, Dan Campbell, um, by the way, if you ever go and look up uh, Dan Campbell's old pictures of when he was playing, you know, typical big guy with the hair down to here and looks like a Viking, all that good stuff. Still still does. He just got a haircut. Yeah. Um, and so, obviously, there's Jared Goff. 
the, the story is going to be Jared Goff had a great year statistically. But the reason why the Rams were willing to part ways with a guy who could throw 30 touchdowns and 12 interceptions because he felt like they could he couldn't win the big one. Yep. Well, this is going to be a really important game to determine who was right in that trade. <laughs> yeah. uh, by the way, uh, as far as running backs go, uh, running backs, uh, they have their whole uh, lightning and thunder deal with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. They combined mm -hmm. for just under 2,000 yards and 23 touchdowns. So Jared Goff threw for 30 touchdowns while also having a 2,000-yard backfield and 23 rushing touchdowns. So the offense can score lots of points. They can do it with a balanced attack. The defense is front-loaded, not so great in the secondary. But the, the stories absolutely are going to be, uh, is Matthew Stafford going to go into Detroit and break all of his former fans' hearts, or is Jared Goff going to prove to Rams faithful that he should have been the guy? Yeah. You know, is Dan Campbell not, like, the perfect personality for Detroit? Oh, absolutely. Like, he's just Detroit. Like, if you wanted to make Detroit into a person, Dan Campbell yeah. is Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'll I'll end I'll 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 end on this one and let you do the final game. I want the Cowboys to win every game, but if my Cowboys couldn't win, I want to see Browns Lions Super Bowl. I I would like to see the the uh, Lions in the Super Bowl as well, given the Bucks not being in the Super Bowl, which yeah. the Bucks probably aren't going to be in the Super Bowl. So what? Uh, speaking of the Bucks, though. We have the Philadelphia Eagles at 11 and 6 taking on my Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 9 and 8 in Tampa. So we got the home playoff game. Third straight NFC South Division Championship for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. First time that the team has ever done that. Now, I know it's not saying much, but you know, you got to take what you can get, right? Uh, so this is also a rematch of a game that played out earlier this year. Uh, in week three, the Eagles came down to Tampa and beat the Bucks 25-11, to 11, if I remember the score correctly. Uh, in that game, Hurts threw for 277 yards and a touchdown, but he was picked off twice. And uh, DeAndre Swift rushed for 130 yards. Um, interestingly, he has not hit 100 yards in any game since then, hmm. which I think is kind of interesting. Really, if you look at this game, we've got two teams that are trending in completely different directions. You had an Eagles team, as you mentioned earlier. We were talking about them as, as winning the NFC East. You know, They had all the tiebreakers. They were kind of the darlings of the NFL. And then uh, they've lost five of the last six games and just have not looked very good doing it. Uh, on the other hand, the Bucks in the middle of the season, they were pretty much down and out. I think a lot of people were saying, yeah, we were right about the Bucks. They're not going to do anything. And they've won five of their last six games to uh, to make the playoffs for the uh, fourth straight season. So pretty good, pretty good deal for for folks down here in Tampa Bay. Um Philly has really struggled offensively of late. Uh, they've scored under 20 points in three of their last five games. That said, we know from the earlier part of the season that the Eagles can score when they're healthy. They averaged 25.5 points per game. Uh, that was good enough for seventh in the league. The problem is they aren't healthy. Uh, Jalen Hurts did some horrible thing to his finger. Did you see the picture of that? I didn't. Do uh, I want to? Ow. No, okay. you don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and it's on his throwing hand. And we had uh, receiver A.J. Brown, who left last week's game with an injured knee. 
and then also uh, Devontae Smith, one of their other top receivers, has also been dealing with injuries. Now, uh, the the speculation is everybody's going to play, but how banged up are they? That's that's kind of the question. Meanwhile, you've got the Buccaneers defense that's coming off a shutout, all by it was against the hapless <laughs> Panthers. <laughs> so there's that. Um, the, the Bucks D has been really inconsistent this year. They first off they've struggled with injuries, especially in the secondary, um, and it's kind of been a bend but don't break deal with the Bucks defense. Uh, they give up a lot of yards in the middle of the field, uh, but they tend to be pretty good in the red zone. In fact, they were ranked third in the NFL in red zone defense. Um, they're let's see, giving up nineteen point one points per game. They're that ranks them seventh. And they're also a top 10 in sacks. Uh, They're tied for seventh in the league with 48 sacks. And interestingly, they don't have like a big sack guy that's kind of a a sack by committee. In fact, uh, uh, you get a lot of sacks from the interior of that defensive line as opposed to their their defensive ends. Um, The Eagles' offensive line was 11th in sacks allowed, so kind of a strength against strength thing going on there. Uh, Bucks are tough to run the ball against, and that does not bode well given the fact that uh, the Eagles running game has been lacking. They give up just 3.8 yards per carry, and uh, they're under 100 yards per game. Now, I talked about injuries. The Bucks have injury problems of their own, namely in one Baker Mayfield. He is beat all to hell. Uh, went into the game against the Panthers with hurt ribs. Obviously, it was affecting his... Uh, throw especially his deep ball and then early in that game he also got uh kind of tweaked up on his leg and sprained his ankle and spent the rest of the game limping around um all that said he's had a pretty solid year uh he's thrown for four thousand yards 28 touchdowns only 10 interceptions and he makes some gritty plays with his legs you know one thing that everybody has said down here in tampa on the team they love playing for and with Baker Mayfield. And even in that game against the Panthers, he made a huge, uh, like a nine-yard first down run on a third down play, limping you know, all the way down the sideline with that bad ankle. So he is going to grit it out no matter what. Um, he's going to be throwing against a secondary that's really been a weak spot for the Eagles. Uh, they had a 101.4 rating allowed against wide receivers. Uh, there's only three teams in the NFL that had a higher uh, gave up a higher rating than that. So uh, Baker could potentially have uh, have have a good game, you know, if he can get Mike Evans and uh, uh, Chris Godwin going. And they've also got a rookie receiver. Uh, I can't think of his first name. Last name's Palmer, who's got some speed. So I think this is going to be this is a much better back, uh, matchup for the Bucks than it would have been uh, having to take on the Cowboys. So. Um, you know, will remains to be seen if they can if they can pull off a win. But uh, you know, as a Bucks fan, I can't be anything but pleased given the salary cap issues that the team has struggled with, uh, given a first time offensive coordinator, uh, given the fact that they had to dump so much salary because of of cap issues. Um, Bucks are in a good place considering uh, where they could be, and and again, you've got the Eagles trending down and the Bucks trending mm-hmm. up, so it should be an interesting. Interesting game. So so this game that we had here at the last is the one that I sort of compare to the Chiefs Dolphins. Whereas yeah. the, the Chiefs, the Chiefs you knew were gonna be in and were gonna be the three seed because they're gonna win their division, because their division sucks. 
Um, but as as they petered out into the end of the year, everyone's thinking, well, the Chiefs are the Chiefs are done. This is not a Super Bowl team. This is not a quality playoff team. As soon as the Chiefs play anybody with a pulse, the Chiefs are out. But then they wind up getting a Dolphins team that they A already beat, B got them at home, and C, mm-hmm. the Dolphins ended the season even uglier than the Chiefs. Right. Same deal. Everyone waited with bated breath to find out what juggernaut was going to win the (laughs) NFC South. Right. And when it turned and when it turned out to be your Buccaneers, of course, everyone thought, well, whoever it is that wins the NFC South, they're going to be one and done because one of the high wild cards is going to knock them out. Right. But man, if you could pick a team, if you're the Bucs, I think you pick the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's it's not a bad matchup for the Bucs. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, like, I like you said, it. it's, that's why we play the games. So, Well, on that note, it's time to get our solemn faces on. It's time for In Memoriam. We'll remember a player, a team, a coach, whoever, sporting life was cut tragically short. Mike, who are you remembering today? Well, I'm going to be remembering Riverboat Ron Rivera, former coach of the Washington football team, who will forever in my mind be the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. Team finished... 14 or not 14 <laughs> they finished four and 13 uh and dead last in the nfc east rivera finished up his uh, tenure there in washington with a not so impressive 26 40 and one record in four seasons he did make the playoffs in this first season but even with that it was a seven and nine record um riverboat ron had his final say in all football decisions hired mm-hmm. the team's front office and still ended up with that record. I'm remembering Mike Vrabel, who is now out at the as the Tennessee Titans head coach. How's this for a guy that two years ago was NFL Coach of the Year? <laughs> um, but the fact I'll tell you, the only thing because I, I don't want to go into a whole diatribe about what a terrible decision this was by the Titans because it was, and you're a poverty franchise and enjoy losing losers. Um, <laughs> so, but with all that said. Mike, there's there's seven teams, and there may be yet more counting, who are looking for a new head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of those teams right now are rushing to get Mike Vrabel's number. Whereas of, of the potential coaches out there looking for a job, most people are going to say Jim Harbaugh won, Mike Vrabel too. Jim Harbaugh ain't going to Tennessee to coach the Titans because that's a small market team that ain't going to pay that guy, and he wouldn't go right. there anyway. So just just as as a little bit of wisdom to impart on our on the Titans faithful if the best coach in the coaching market is the it, that's available is the guy you just fired you <laughs> made a mistake yeah i've on heard that, Vrabel's name associated with the uh, patriots i have too uh but hey they still have a head coach but calm yeah, down they do. All right, <laughs> guys, it's time for the actual picks. All those, all, right. all those game previews. It's time for the picks. We're going to start off with Cleveland Browns, which are only two and a half point I favorites. I saw that. Uh, remember sunken Allen sunken cost money pit. I do. The, the, this is like, what we call free money. Yeah, that's what we call free. Yeah, you're going to win a shirt. Um, by the <laughs> way, for people who care about this sort of thing, the NFL Network has uh, 10 experts that made picks on all these games. For Browns and Texans, eight of the 10 picked the Cleveland Browns. Mike, what do you think? Well, I've already kind of uh, showed my hand. I'm, I'm going with the Browns, too, especially with that number. Yeah. Good grief. And, and that defense, you know, I think C.J. Stroud's been a fantastic uh, story, but mm-hmm. – 
rookie quarterback against that defense, I think it's going to cause problems for him. Yes, exactly right. Uh, as as it pertains to C.J. Stroud, which again, amazing year for the Texans. C.J. Stroud's going to be great. I mean, he's yeah. going to be great. Um, with that said, uh, for his 100-plus quarterback rating that he averaged for the season, he had two games this year where he struggled to reach 80. Those two games were the only two games he played all year against a top-10 passing defense. Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns, number one. Yep. So, moving on. The Miami Dolphins taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Dolphins are four-point underdogs on the road. Again, this is a team that a couple of weeks ago it was, well, they're going to be the number two seed. They're going to win the AFC East until they didn't because they lost yeah. too many games down the stretch. Taking on a Kansas City team, a Kansas City Chiefs team, uh, they're, they're, both of these teams are 11-6. and six. There's lots of teams in the NFL that wish they were 11-6. and six. But these teams aren't supposed to be 11-6. and six. Uh, so again, as as per the uh, NFL Network pros, uh, ten people picked this game. It, it was basically a toss up. It was like six four Chiefs over Dolphins. What do you think? I this is a hard one to pick, and I think if if I'm picking against a spread, I think I'm going to take the Dolphins with that plus four. Mm-hmm. I think this has the potential to be a close game. I think it has the potential to be a really interesting game, mm-hmm. um, and. It's hard for me to pick against Kansas City at home, but I just have yeah. a little gut feeling that the Dolphins are going to pull off the upset and the Chiefs are going to go home early. Yeah, this is this is one of those games that is the opposite of the last game. I wouldn't pick this game and put my real money on the line. Um, I'm actually going to stay with the Chiefs just because, yeah, Arrowhead in January, the Dolphins are not going to enjoy this trip. The Do- no. the Dolphins had every opportunity to be playing on South Beach this entire postseason, and they and they just failed to make it happen. Um, so I think that, that that failing continues. When these two teams played earlier in the year, that, that wasn't a fluky contest. That was a preview of, of things to come. Kansas City didn't have a great game that game, and they still won 21-14. Uh, in a lackluster effort. Uh, I think the Chiefs have a way better defense, and as we know, defense wins championships. Um, yeah. Tua's had a great year. It's 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 great to see him back and healthy. It really is. And he's yeah, he sure. obviously threw for a ton of yards. Um, not this week, he won't. All right, moving on, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. The Steelers, this is the widest spread of the week. The Steelers mm-hmm. are 10 point underdogs and not only that all 10 of nfl network's picks were for the buffalo bills what do you think i tell you what a double digit dog in a playoff game i mean in an nfl game period Mm -hmm. it's not really the norm again picking against the spread i i think i might go with the steelers to cover that 10 but i think the buffalo bills will win the game yeah, the, the the Buffalo Bills wound up in a situation where we didn't know if they were going to be in the playoffs precisely because uh, they turn over the ball too much, which, you know, Tomlin Steelers would love to have some turnovers. Uh, and two, they they're they're one of those teams that you hear all the time. They tend to play to the level of their competition and teams that tend to play to the level of their competition don't cover 10 point spreads. Uh, do I think the Bills win? Yes. Do I feel confident they win? Yes. 10 point spread? No. All right, moving on, we've got the Green Bay Packers at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, this was the this was the second place. This was the second widest point spread of the week. Mm-hmm. Green Bay is a seven and a half 
point dog going into Dallas. The key word going in to Dallas. What do you think? This one, I actually would take the Cowboys with the points. Oh, um, I, I really, as much as it pains me, I really think Dallas is for real, and especially that defense. And I think that defense is going to cause a lot of problems for Jordan Love. Give the guy all kinds of credit for what he's accomplished this year. Mm -hmm. But I just think that, again, I think the uh, Packers are a little bit up over their skis for where they really should be at this point in mm -hmm. their uh, in their development. And uh, I, I really like that Dallas defense, and and I think it's going to give uh, I think it's going to give Jordan Love fits, and I. I can see the game getting away from from the Packers and and just kind of rolling into the end. Yeah, that, well, it's 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 very it's 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 very typical of a of a, a Dallas controlled game in that Dallas doesn't doesn't enjoy having the ball run down their throat. Teams have proven that they can do exactly that. The 49ers mm -hmm. did it with ease. The Buffalo Bills did it with ease. Um, right. But they are absolutely a ball hawking secondary. If the Packers are going into this game thinking Jordan Love is going to carry us to the divisional round, that's a really, really bad game plan for them. Uh, mm -hmm. And not only that, it, it doesn't matter how good you play and it doesn't ha it matter how much clock you can churn if CeeDee Lamb is, is receiving a couple hundred yards and two touchdowns a game. It, that makes it awfully hard to win. Uh, the, the last tough home game we saw for the Cowboys was the Lions. That was a controversial ending, a really tough game. And at the end of the day, the Lions lost because the Cowboys were the better team. And, oh, yeah, we have highlight reels of CeeDee Lamb walking into the end zone. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think that the, you're going to see more of the same. Again, I, I don't think the Packers are anywhere near as good as a complete team as the Lions. So, yeah. I think same, same, same result, but more heavily skewed. Mm -hmm. uh, next to last, we have the Los Angeles Rams, who are a, only, they're only a three-point underdog going to... Detroit to take on the Lions is that a, is that a tad bit disrespectful of a 12 and 5 win Lions team what do you think I do I, I mean I can kind of see I think the Lions suffer a little bit from historical bias right mm -hmm. I mean we just we hear the Lions and we think oh yeah Lions you know yeah. so I, I kind of get where that's coming from but I think this Detroit Lion team is I think it's the real deal too. I I like the fact that this team has taken on the personality of its coach. Mm -hmm. I like the way they play that gritty brand of football. Like I said, it's perfect for the city of Detroit, and I like Detroit to win this game uh, at home in advance. I, I think L.A. great great turnaround for them, especially considering where they were last year. But uh, I think this, I think it's Detroit's turn. Uh, Rams winners of seven of eight to get into the playoffs. Um, they, they, th this past week when they beat the 49ers, granted the 49ers were resting players, but so were they Stafford didn't play mm -hmm. last week. Um, so that's part of that winning seven of their last eight. This is actually my, my upset special of the week. I think the Rams, I, I, and I hate to say this, I would love to see Browns lions in a game where, no matter who wins the Super Bowl, we all win because how great it is to see long-suffering franchises finally get one. Mm -hmm. I think the Lions are one and done at home. Oh. I really do. I think wow. the Rams, I think this is not a good game for them. I think it's going to be all the pressure, all the hype, all the buildup all week of all the years it's been, how long it's been since the Lions have been in this position, and I think they're going to collapse against a red-hot Rams team. I really do. Ooh. Yeah, sorry to we say. Heard her, you heard it here first. Uh, and finally, 
we have the Philadelphia Eagles, which are three-point favorites still, despite everything that's happened. The Eagles are still three-point, but only three, traveling into Tampa to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do you think? Well, you know, if I go by my heart, the Bucs are just going to get smoked and blown out of the stadium. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? What I'll, I'll tell you this is this is what I'm this is my this is my wide angle view. The Cowboys are going to beat the Packers. Mm-hmm. The Rams are going to beat the Lions. Mm-hmm. What that does is make the Rams the the lowest remaining seed, which mm-hmm. then sends them to San Francisco. Right divisional game Rams and 49ers and mm-hmm. the winner of this game would play the Cowboys and that winner doesn't matter because the Cowboys are going to win but <laughs> but you know what I, I I you know I'm all in on the Bucks. I think I am too and, and here's the caveat it really is going to depend on the health of Baker Mayfield yes um if if he can get that that ankle healed up enough where he can maintain a little bit of mobility. I think that the, I think the bucks can pull this off. It really bodes well for them that they got the Monday night game that Mm -hmm. that's helpful with the injury situation. Um, The offense has regressed the last two weeks, but I really like what Canales has done Uh, early in the year. The bucks were really struggling to run the ball Mm -hmm. and his offense is predicated on running the ball. And, Later in the year, as they got into this this win streak, uh, he started, instead of just trying to hand the ball and run it up the middle, he started throwing the ball to the outside to Rashad White. And, and White's a heck of a receiver as a running mm-hmm. back. He kind of reminds you a little bit of a Kamara. And so I think if they can get that going, if if uh, Baker can, can operate on that ankle and his ribs are good enough where he can get the ball downfield to a Mike Evans for a couple of big plays, I think the Dallas, I, I think the Bucks can potentially take the Eagles. I think it's going to be a good game. It might be end up being one of the better matchups of this uh, wild card round. It could. Anything you look at on paper screams the Eagles win, and it's not even particularly close. Yeah. The problem I have is, and, and by the way, the Bucks' last two games weren't great. Nine win, no. nine point win over the Panthers, and a blowout loss to the Saints when the Saints were yeah. still trying really hard to get in. Um, right. With that said. As much as I want to take the Eagles and say that minus three over Bucks, if you had said that any other time in the season, you'd take that all day. Mm-hmm. Problem is, the Eagles still had something to play for this last week. There was still a chance that they could flip the script with Dallas and get home. Yeah. And they benched Jalen Hurts for for Marcus Mariota because they were getting smoked by the New York Giants. Yeah. That was not a good look. The best quarterback in the stadium by far was Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> I'm taking the Bucks. All right. All right. Well, Mike, there you have it. Do you have a final thought? You know, really just looking at this, you just got to love this time of year, man. Playoff mm-hmm. NFL football. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, is there anything better? Yeah. Maybe NHL playoffs, but you know that's yeah. my hockey bias coming out. But I, I just love this time of year. I'm excited about these uh, about these games. Uh, there's there's really none of these games are. I'm thinking, oh, this is just a dog. I think I think we've mm-hmm. got a, a really good slate of games, yes, and I'm excited to to take in some football this weekend. That, I'm glad you said your final thought because that reminded me of a joke I, I thought up earlier this week, which was, man, is there is it? Who doesn't love NFL playoff football? And the answer is, well, I guess about 18 fan bases right about now. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. 
All right, guys, we're going to be back to wrap up the show right after this commercial break. Don't go away. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Mosley. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Mosley. Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash TV. What the hell? What are you doing, Dave? <laughs> you, you just... I thought you had a... What the hell is this? You just turned it off. <laughs> what the hell is happening right now? I don't know. Interested in becoming a late night producer? Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. Jesus Christ. We should say something about this. Yeah, the live show? Well, I mean, I'll be there. I don't know about you. Uh, I hate to commit to anything. You never know. Yeah, yeah first rule of Mike Club, am I right? <laughs> Swear to God. What the hell just happened right there? That whole I, thing. Yeah, that... I think I'm used to being on desk three. I was on desk two and hit the button, and I don't think desk two button is calibrated correctly. But we've done the show. I How many episodes? Think, it's it's all the same. I, I knew that was going to happen. I did it anyways. <laughs> yeah. If you knew it was going to happen, <laughs> then you did it on purpose. It's accurate. You have that here? No, no, I don't have it here. Damn it! God dang it! Nothing's going right tonight. I'm done, man. It's over. That was a good show. Yeah, like you're this. you're ready for the playoffs now. Yeah, fired up. I think we're gonna be on the Discord this weekend watching the playoff games together. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's in. all. It's always a ton of fun. Me and Lyle I are. Uh, uh, did you did you know this? Me and Lyle are going to be uh, calling games for the UFL, the Spring Football League. Oh really? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, they're hiring us as one of their uh, booth crews. Finally got discovered. That's great. Yeah, calling games for such storied franchises as the Birmingham Stallions and the. Uh, Celeste says, already looking good for your year in review. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to put this in my, my file. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to do an after party, to be honest. Yeah, this one ran kind of late. I'm, I'm really tired. You see these bags under my eyes? That's not good. Ah. I don't know. Should we do one? What, how are you feeling? You already took your drugs, right? No. Oh, you right did? here. Oh, you got them ready. Yep. 
No, Ryan. The Packers are about to get fuck-bucked by the Cowboys in Dallas. <laughs> just just let it happen. Yeah. It's, it, it hurts less if you fight it. If you don't fight it. Now, you see, you're sending mixed messages. Now there's someone's going to get hurt. Yeah, don't struggle. That's the message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let it happen. Did I tell you that another Coke truck pulled out in front of me? They're out to get you. It was a conspiracy. It was a, it was a different one. At least it wasn't the same guy. But Yeah. All right. That means the whole, the whole corporation. <sighs> Guys, thank you so much for watching another episode of It's Too Late, and we will see you next week. You know, Dave, I don't think you've done a single episode from start to finish correctly yet this year. Nah, we're, we're working on it. It takes me a little while. You know, we. I'm honing my craft. Pretty dull right now. Did you know that a few weeks after the live event, you will have officially done more episodes than any other producer on this show? Oh, I'm aware. Yeah, <laughs> feels like it. You think you'll have it down by then? Yeah. I don't want to make any promises I love football I'm going to start singing those songs to you again yeah send them to me at work